This is my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. I'm humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm mature in the Lord. And I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So let's look at the word. And that's Hallelujah. I'm going to tell y'all a secret in a minute. All right. He said in Matthew 9, can y'all hear me? And 12, when Jesus heard that he said to them, when he heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, hmm, but go and learn what that means. Hmm. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen? And we're going to turn over to Mark 9, 14 through 19, it says, And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately, when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth gnashes his teeth and becomes right. So I, rigid, so I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Amen? And we're going to be speaking from the topic, open the church slash hospital. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today, I want to encourage you. I want to teach you. I want to remind some of you. And I want to illustrate what we need to do right now. Open your church. You are needed in the hospital. Amen? The disease covid did a number on us. Yes, it did. And what you don't understand is COVID did what it was supposed to do. Yes, it did. It did its job. And it did it well. But do you know that we have an all-knowing God? That our Father knows everything? Do you know that he already knew this? 
before the beginning of time? Do you know that when you were a baby, he knew that COVID was coming? We didn't think about that. He knew about this way back when. It was no surprise to him. It wasn't no surprise that souls would come back to him. He even knew how many was coming back. He knew the real number, not the one y'all got on TV. He knew the circumstances that it would put some of us in. He knew the outcomes of all our situations because of this pandemic. But we were surprised. Hmm. As he spoke to me, he showed me a hmm moment. Y'all ever had a hmm moment? He said the lessons that he taught so how are we going to be when he returns? Hmm. We were given technology so that we could be connected. The first thing the pastor said, thank you, Jesus. The first thing the pastor said was, I want some connectivities. We did a little bit, but we kind of got lazy with it. Mm-hmm. The next thing is we were adhered to Facebook, YouTube, FaceTime, RAM, Zoom, text messages. Hmm. You thought all of this was for your personal use to make you more popular. We were given bottled water, sanitizer, masks, gloves. Medications were sent through the mail, Amazon, Wish, Polytone, financial classes, Bible acts. Now, if none of y'all know about this, let me know. All this stuff was given us. Think about it. He was preparing us because there would be a time when we wouldn't be able to do the normal. But we just shrugged it off. This started years ago. Years ago. Our children could text and drive. So they had to make rules and regulations, no texting and driving. That's how good we got with it. We could push a button, talk to people overseas, just do all kind of stuff. Bible apps were coming up all over the place. We were able to scream live and scream dead. Everything. We're doing everything up in here. But we thought that was just technology. And God was showing us it's going to come a day when you're going to need to know this stuff to stay connected. And then the worst of the worst happened. Things began to shut down. And we were given the order to shut the doors. Hmm. We were given the order to shut the church doors. Hmm. We became fearful. We lost faith, we became lazy and unfriendly. We forgot who Jesus was. We forgot about the rose of Sharon. We forgot about the great I am. We forgot about him saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We forgot about the man who died and rose in three days. We forgot about the man that had all power in his hand. We forgot about him and we started thinking about ourselves. 
See, what he said with all the technology, when those physical doors closed right there, the church doors was supposed to bust wide open. That's what was supposed to happen. We were supposed to show up and show out. We were supposed to bring a 250 bulb light into the darkness. We were supposed to calm those raging seas. We were supposed to speak to mountains and they be removed. Because we were taught. We've been in lesson after lesson after lesson. But we didn't think that was part of the test. So I want you to ask yourself, ask yourself, did I shut my church doors? Because when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back for this building. He's coming back for the church. And that's the church that he was depending on during this pandemic. Now, we were fast to put on our mask. You know why? Because that hid our faces. Did you close your church doors? See, when the pandemic started to happen, we saw it as a curse. But let me show you some blessings that happened during this pandemic. The first thing is, he brought the family back together. Every now and then, he need to sit you down. He brought y'all back in one house. You had to look at each other. You had to smell each other. You had to be together. Then, he gave you more study time. Because he said it ain't over. So you still got to study. He gave you more prayer time. He gave you more time to show love and be loved. He opened your eyes to a lot of things. Because you know when we're busy, a lot of things get away from us. See, what you found out was little Johnny ain't really as sweet as he's, he's supposed to be. Little Johnny got on your last nerve, didn't he? Yeah, uh-huh. You found out that your wife needs to be treated more like a queen. You ain't been having time to do that. You found out your husband is the king of the house. He snores like it. You ain't realized that before. All these little things he wanted you to show. He wanted to show you because we had gotten too busy. The family is the core of what makes things happen. So he had to put the family back together. But instead of us taking advantage of that, we began to complain like the children of Israel. I can't stand being in this house one more minute. You getting on my last nerve. You make me sick. I can't wait to get away from this place. Isn't that what the children of Egypt said? We complained, and, and it, it wasn't our, it was the church folks. They ain't got nothing to do. Some of y'all got four and five bedroom houses, you ain't got nothing to do. You can go to a separate area and just calm down for a minute. You can go outside. Did nobody tell you you can go out in the backyard? 
But as soon as Walmart's open, there you went. I know because I saw some of you. You weren't scared to go to Walmart. You just had to get out and do something. So once again, we were not taking advantage of the learning time. We were not preparing for the next test. Now it is here. Test number two. Are you ready? Are you ready? I got questioned a lot. When they going to open up striving? When they going to open up the church doors? When the church going to open? When the church going to open? When the church going to open? And the first time they opened the church, we had, what, five, six people? Just saying. But you ain't scared to go to Walmart. Just saying. But we opened the physical doors of the church. Did we open the spiritual doors of our church? People were saying, I need to go to church as soon as it opens. So you, re you replace that question with, I need to go to the hospital. I'm sick. I need to go where I know there is a healing. That's what they say. That's where I need to be. But they didn't come yet. Sick means affected, disordered, ailing, imperfect, impaired, wobbly, frail, and suffering. That don't apply to nobody, right? Okay. The hospital, an institution providing treatment for the sick or the injured, staffed and equipped for the diagnosis of the sick. I got to say that one more time because I think that went over your head. Staffed and equipped for the diagnosis of the sick. Now, those of you who are rolling your eyes at me and folding your arms and hating on me and saying, I did what I was supposed to do with that attitude, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. I did this, this, and this. Okay, when is the last time you had a Holy Ghost checkup? Hmm. God bless you. Now, as we open the doors, the sick are coming. Are we ready? We ready? First, we need good receptionists. You know when you go into the hospital, that first person that you see is the most important person that you ever meet. If they got a nasty attitude, you ain't going to stay. I know I ain't. If they start, what's your name? What you here for? I'm going to say nothing. I feel fine, and I'm going to leave out. I mean, it's it, being honest. So the first people at the door, the greeters and the ushers, the LODs, the MODs, all them Ps, whoever the first person the people see, it is so important that you're ready. Be prayed up and pay attention. Pay attention to what you see, not what you hear. 
everybody's not going to tell you their whole life story when they meet you. Good morning. Do you know last night I have something? Uh-uh. All they want is a greeting. And they want to feel like they are welcomed in this place. And we're pretty good about that here. So just stay prayed up because they're coming. They're coming. Some are going to come in and, and they ain't going to smell too good. Pop a piece of peppermint in your mouth and keep it moving because they're sick. Some are going to come in with a foul mouth and they're going to forget, oh, I'm in the church house. They're sick. Come on in. Some are going to come in dragging a lot of burden. They sick. Help them on in. Can I help you with that? Because you know when they leave, they ain't going to have it, right? If we do what we're supposed to have. <laughs> so help them bring it in, but we ain't going to help them take it out. If I'm wobbly, help me to my seat. If I'm skittish, don't bring me up here to the front row. I ain't ready for everybody yet. And if I'm acting out, don't put me out. Calm me down. I don't know no better. I'm just coming for some help. See my tears that fall. See my tears before they fall. Now, in the case of an emergency case, that you know, that you know, that you know. Don't sit me out back there by myself. Get a minister or somebody to come talk to me. You sit down and talk to me. Give me five minutes. Don't just sit me over there and say, should be all right. Should be all right. Church will be starting in about 15 minutes. Should be all right. Sit with me. Talk to me. Find out what's going on. Because if you see emergency, then it is an emergency. Okay? We have a problem with that. We get your seat, and then there you go. Now, you're not the doctor, so don't diagnose. Don't criticize. Hmm. Hmm. But something in you should tell you that that person is in trouble. But you ain't got to tell them. They already know. Okay. So, leadership. Leadership are the forefront, supposed to be. So if I come in here and I don't see no leadership, then what does that say? This hospital already in trouble, isn't it? If I go in there and I see just the receptionist, ain't nobody else walking around in uniform and then something wrong. So leadership... You are the first in the foremost. Come put your Bible down and your purse in your seat and get up and move. 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 Let somebody know who you are. Let somebody see you. Move. You're looking. You're seeking. You're not sitting down. Okay. Now. I know we got nurses in here. Scrutinize me later. 
criticize me later. But right now, I'm on God's time, okay? All right. So, leadership. You're listening for the heart. You're listening for God's Holy Spirit to tell you. You're listening for your discernment, okay? So, you know, Brother Lathan and something else, he ain't been all in my bag and everything, you know what I'm saying? That's all right, he didn't know what it was for. Let's go. Let me tell you the funny thing about this. This goes in your ear, right? Am I right, nursey? Okay. Evidently, they don't want you to hear no outside noise. Am I right? They only want you to hear what's going to come through this, right? That's neat, the way we need to be. You don't need nobody pecking you. Oh, I know her from da-da-da-da-da, and, and she came from da-da-da. Uh-uh. These supposed to be in your ears, and you're supposed to be listening to that person's heart. Don't force your opinion. You're listening for the person's heart. It's a one-on-one -on -one thing. It's not a crowd thing. It's not what you used to know. It's not even what you're going to know. It's what's going on right now. See, God did a funny thing. He gave us two ears and one mouth. That means he wants you to hear more and shut your mouth. Didn't he do it? Two ears and one mouth. So when leadership is going around, this is what you got on, your thesiscope. And you're listening for the heart of man. You're trying to find out what's going on with their heart, not what you're thinking in your mind. So all of y'all need one of these, or you need to remember one of these. Amen? Okay, once you get their heart going, what else happens when you're in the emergency room? Then they take your temp. Now, we got a little funny-looking thing. You know, when I was a little girl, they used to have that glass thing. Y'all don't remember that right there? And they stuck it wherever. Y'all get that later. But now, we done came up in the world. They can put it here. They can put it in your ear. You know, they got some good technology. That's good. You don't even have to touch a person anymore to know they tell. Well, there we go. So, as leadership, you need to know if somebody running hot or running cold. What's their temp? Some people are running hot. It means they're an emergency fool. That means right now we need to pray. It's okay. The time is going. Time is going. Time is going. I know you got to be on the floor. I know you got to do this. But if you see an issue, you need to take that temp right then. It's something funny about COVID. Everybody taking everybody's temperature. You walk in the building, you got to take your temperature. You walk out of the building, you got to take your temperature. But what are we doing spiritually? Our spiritual temperature. Are we running hot or are we running cold? Hmm. Okay. After the temp, they're going to take your blood pressure, right? Now, it's funny about your blood pressure. If your blood pressure go up real high, you're going to be in trouble, aren't you? But what about if it drop low? You're still in trouble. So we need to get you to an even plateau where it's pretty good for you. Now, you can't look at my blood pressure and say, 
that's good for me. And I can't look at yours. But we need to get you at a place where you're at an even level, where it's good for your heart. Because your heart is the thing. That's why I keep going back to the heart. The heart pumps the blood. And when you think about the blood of Jesus, that's what we want pumping in your veins. And so when you first come in, you're sick and you might not know that. So we got to take your blood pressure to see how you're pumping. And we pray that you're pumping somewhere we can fix it. But that's okay. If we can't fix it, we got something else coming for you. Now, ministers, you thought I forgot about you, didn't you? <laughs> ministers and pastors. Hello. After all this been done, now it's your turn. You should be so prayed up that you pretty much know people's diagnosis. The Holy Spirit should be telling you where to send somebody. And this is very important, church. I might need to go to ICU. Intensive treatment. Intensive care. I'm really, I need some help. I need some one-on-one. -on -one. I need to be set up with a prayer partner. I need to be set up with somebody's going to call me at least every other day. I need, I need, I need, because I'm intensive care. That's up to the ministers and the pastors. See that. Don't let me walk out here. How many people y'all know that pulled all the stuff out of intensive care and walk out the door? Don't they call it LOL or something, meaning you leaving without the doctor's permission? That's dangerous. So if somebody's in intensive care, we got to hold on to them. We got to call them. We got to pray for them. We got to try to pull them out of there. Don't let them walk out and say, we'll pray for you. We'll call you. Let them know that they know that they know somebody's caring. Hook them up to the spiritual connection. Let the, that, 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 the Holy Spirit start running in their veins. Hook them up to the stuff that they need. Because, see, what you're doing is you're pushing the bad out, but you got to replace it with some good. Hook them up. And once they're hooked up, don't leave them. Stay there right with them. You know, in the old churches, they used to say tra tra travailing. Tra tra travailing, that's when you get on your knees and you cry and you start snotting and, and crying and, and whatever until that person is healed. We don't forget about all that. We don't forget about all that. But if you're in ICU, that might be what you need. Get down there with them. Hold on to them until they see a breakthrough. We got to, because they sick. Okay, all right. You don't have to go to ICU, all right. You might need isolation, because you got a communicable disease. You might need to be separated for a minute. But separation does not mean being alone. It means that I'm going to begin to talk to you about leaving those bad things alone. 
Separating yourself from some friends that ain't mm-hmm. Separating yourself from some family that mm-hmm. Separating yourself from some substances that mm-hmm. I might need to put you in isolation. Now you know why you're in isolation. The enemy know you there too. He want to be in there with you too. Uh-uh. No. That's when you start praying with them. And you give them your number. Y'all so scared to give people your number. I don't understand. They can get it. All they got to do is go. But anyway, give them your number and say, when you're feeling weak, because I know you're in isolation, call me so I can pray you through this, so I can talk you through this, so we can get rid of this here. Don't leave them in isolation by themselves. Maternity ward. Everybody say, ooh. Yes, 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 maternity ward. We can't, we can't not talk about that. Some of you are sitting right up here, right now pregnant. Oh, look at the looks of some of y'all places. You're pregnant spiritually. There's a baby inside of you that needs to, you need to give birth to. But guess what? You ain't never felt like this before. You didn't know nothing about this. You didn't know it was a gift in you that, that God wants to push out. You didn't know that, uh, that uh, it was going to take a while. You couldn't just, mm, and then. No, it was going to take some time for it to be matured and for it to uh, grow. You didn't know these things. So that's when we come in and we say, okay, I see the gift in you. So we begin to pray with you. We begin to fast with you. We begin to travail with you so we can help this baby grow healthy. So when you give birth to this baby, it will be healthy and grow. Because some of you are sitting here and that baby been in there for years and years. And it's time to give birth, but you don't know how to give birth. That's when we come in and we show you how to push that baby out. Now, some people have babies by themselves. But if you ask them, they say, I never want to do that again. So it is much easier when you got a support group around you to help you in the birthing process. So every now and then, you might be sent to the maternity ward. And that's a good place to be. Because that means God is about to use you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, some of us need surgery. We need surgery real bad. Right now, take it out, take it out, take it out. Because something has gotten in us that's not supposed to be. That's what happened in Mark. That poor little boy had some in him that wasn't supposed to be there. Are we ready for that? Some people going to come in here with some stuff in them. We got to take them to surgery right now. We ain't even got time to consult, whatever. We got to beat that thing out now. Are we ready for that? Are we ready? Hmm? Unclean spirits, are we ready? Hmm? Are we ready to go in and take that thing out? Because Jesus said he gave us the power to do that. Are we ready? Hmm. Yeah. Then we have people that's coming that are in recovery. You ain't done all of that. You're getting better. And you're ready to step out a little bit. The worst thing can happen when somebody get ready to step out is if you step on them when they come out. This has been my job for 15 years. I dare you come in here and think you're going to take my job. 
This is what I've been doing. <laughs> They're in recovery. They're stepping out, and you're stepping on their head. Stop it! Now we're ready for release. When you have somebody you think you're ready for, to release them, we get this real confused. Back away, but don't back off. Y'all missed that. Back away, but don't back off. Meaning, you've been calling me and you've been praying for me for six months, one-on-one. -on -one. Now you think I'm healed and I'm ready, so I don't hear from you no more. Really? Really? You don't check on me? You don't see how I'm doing? You just backed off. Oh, I thought she was fine. She, it's over now, so why should I be calling her? I scratch her right off my list. Don't you know the enemy is watching? He waiting for you to back off so he can get right on back in there and open that wound again and make you bleed, and then you're going to come back, and then the usher's going to say you're back again? For the same thing? You cannot determine. You let that person say, I don't need you. You don't determine whether they need you or not. I went to my doctor the other day, and it was so funny. She said, uh, they ain't seen you in a long time. I said, that's a good thing. She said, no, it's not. It's not a good thing. You need a checkup every so often. You need to be checked every so often. Anything can happen, especially with your medical history. He said, and it can happen. So whether you need to see me or not, I need to see you. At least every three months, at least. And I'm thinking, rrr, rrr, rrr. and that's the way we think spiritually. I, I'm here, I'm cute, I'm, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I got my stuff together. Blah, 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 blah. And then the first time that you away from your network, from your hedge, your protection, what happens? You get sick again. So what I'm telling you, some of us need a prescription. Now this thing right here healed me real quick because I'm afraid of needles. And I'm surprised I'm even holding it. But anyway, praise God, hallelujah. When they said, if you don't start eating right, you're going to be taking this needle once or twice a day. What? That's all that I have one. And I have it on my refrigerator so that when I start to do something really stupid, I look at it and say, uh-uh, no, no, do you want the needle? That's what Jesus wants us to do with our illnesses. We got to have something because we're human. We got to have something that we can see. Can you see me now?
You can see this. He left this for us so that we can see his word. When you're sick, you can see his word. So every time you get ready to do something ill, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up and read it. Now, the thing about prescriptions is they come in various things. That's what I, one of the things that I, 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 I thought strange about the Catholic Church. Uh, when you go to confession, he gives you a scripture when you leave. Uh, five Holy Marys, uh, two rosaries, da-da-da-da. He gives you a prescription when you leave. And then you go home and you do that. You say the five Holy Mary, um, Hail Marys, however long he tell you to say them. You do your rosary, however long he tell you to say them. And, uh, and then you come back, and then you tell them whether or not it, it worked or not. Okay? Uh, for some reason, we don't do that here. Why not? Because what that does is it makes you accountable. It makes you accountable. So, no, I don't ask you to say, well, go tell them to say our father two or three times a day and da-da-da-da-da. No, but what you do say is, look here. Every day, there's going to be a scripture on your phone. Read it. Read it. Every night, I'm going to call you and pray with you. If I miss a night, then you need to go to Matthew and pray the Lord's Prayer. We're going to do that every night for the next month and a half, we'll say. Now, after the month and a half, if you need something stronger, then I found a book or I found an app. See, I can't say books to nobody. Nobody want to read a book no more. But I found an app that's real good. And if you read this every day, it strengthens you. It's words of encouragement. We have a women's group on Sunday morning. Come at 8.30. It'll help you out. We have a men's group on Sunday morning. 8.30. And don't forget the children. Children going through some stuff too. Children going through some stuff too. We got children Zoom. We got this. We got that. But don't leave it to them to know these things. You got to tell You got to write it on the prescription. How would you like your doctor to say, oh, I thought she knew she was supposed to take aspirin every day? That's common sense. I thought she knew that. People don't know. You got to tell them. List these things. This is the things I want you to do for at least a month. They coming, y'all. They coming. The sick is coming. I'm telling you, we got to be ready. We got to be ready for them. And what makes it so good about the sick coming is they expect a miracle. We done got slowful. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. They expect, if they come in this church house, they expect something to happen. Why should we be the ones to tell them ain't nothing going to happen for a minute? They expect to be cured. They expect to be healed. They're in the hospital. When you go to the hospital, don't you expect them to do some things? When you land up there and you know, you expect that nurse to come and check on you. You expect that doctor to come and examine you. You expect some stuff. And when you leave there, you expect to feel better. What happened, y'all? What happened? They coming. When I tell you they coming, they finna come in droves. This is our second.
second test. And they're coming. Some are coming. Like Noah. Substance abuse. They're coming. Some are coming like Moses. What do you have? Anger issues. They're coming. They're going to be prostitutes coming in the door. They're going to be the lame coming in the door. They're going to be mental health coming in the door. They're coming. They're going to be male abusers, female abusers. Hmm. Children are coming. They don't know which way to go. They're coming. Are we ready for them? It's going to be some people that's coming here with a lying tongue. You're going to have to believe what the Holy Spirit say and not listen to them, but they're coming. Are we ready? It's going to be some people that don't look like you coming. You may not understand a thing they're saying, but guess what? The Holy Spirit will give it to you. They're coming. We're not ready. We're not ready. I'm telling you, we're not ready. They're coming. They're going to have all kinds of spirits on them. They're coming. we got to be ready. Is your church open? Or is it still closed, the pandemic? Is your church open? You need to go home and search that thing out. Because when they come, Jesus expects you to act like him. He said, how long do I have to be here with you to keep telling you this stuff over and over and over and over again? You got the power. You got the spirit. Now use it. They coming. They coming. There's some grievance coming. They grieving. They need us. They coming. And when they come in, we need to be ready. On point, ready. Because when they leave out, we want to say, yeah, this is the place to be. This is the place to be. They be healing folks over there and striving. I don't know about nowhere else, but they be doing some stuff over there and striving. They be prevailing on that flow with us striving. They be healing some folks. Holy Spirit be rising up in people. I don't know what's going on over there. But oh goodness, I went in there and I had all kind of issues. But when I came out, I was saying hallelujah, praise God. And I don't understand. Over there they teach you, you know, some things. You know, I didn't know Jesus loved me. I didn't know he loved me unconditionally. I didn't know he died on the cross and he rose on the third day. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I didn't know. I didn't know I was the head and not the tail. I didn't know. But over there, they're teaching me about myself. They're teaching me to love myself. They're teaching me to love my enemies. I've been mad at my, my neighbor for three years. I didn't know I was supposed to forgive them, but they're teaching me over there. i got to forgive them. It's time out for playing. It's time out for playing. It's time out for playing. This is test number two. Are we going to pass it? Open them doors, y'all. Open your heart. Open your church doors. Because they're coming. It's bad when they got help wanted signs all over this, this city, all over this nation, and he got to have a help wanted sign in the church. Hallelujah. That's bad. That's bad. He said, I trained you up for such a time as this. Such a time as this. So you're going to stand up or you're going to sit down on it? Because I'm going to tell you, he'll use a rock. 
He'll use a donkey. He'll use whatever that is because his will will go forth. He's coming back from the church. He's coming back from the church. Are you the church? Are you the church? Hallelujah. 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 I'm done. I'm done, but I'm going to tell y'all a healing process. Let me give y'all a miracle to chew on. Let me tell y'all something real swift. Since I was the age of 16, some people know and some people don't, I was totally deaf. 5% hearing, totally deaf. They call it legally deaf. And until last year, when I got my hearing aid, I can hear nothing y'all said. <laughs> but I could read lips. So I'm going to tell you what the pandemic did for me. He covered your mouth. So with your mouth covered, I couldn't read your lips. Oops. Hmm. So it drove me to the ear doctor to get a hearing aid. All right? So that I could hear something you said. So the pandemic, I said, hallelujah, thank you. Because I would have been still reading lips, which is a good thing, but, you know, uh-huh. Yeah, like when you're mumbling underneath your breath, I knew what you said. <laughs> but anyway, I give glory to God for that. Now, when this microphone went hit and everything, it knocked my hearing aid out. So I ain't hurting any y'all said, glory be to God. Okay. There you go. I thank God for each and every one of you. I have three appeals. If you need the hospital, <laughs> You want to be connected to the great physician, and that's Jesus. And you're unsure just how to do it. Right now, we're asking that you just raise your hand, and we'll talk you through it. That's what we're here for, to bring you in to the family of Christ. If there's anyone who is unsaved and wants to be saved, just raise your hand. And if you're online, we're expecting you to come on in. But if you're not ready yet, that's okay. You just dial that number. 862, what is it? 3899? I think so. But just dial the number and let us know that you need Jesus. Hmm. If you need prayer, we're praying with you at all times anyway. But if you need extra prayer, open your heart right now. Open your heart right now. And we're going to pray with you and for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us an opportunity to be a hospital, Lord God. There are some sick people out there, Lord God, and right now we just ask that you touch them, Lord God, in a mighty way. Touch them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Lord God, touch them physically, spiritually, and mentally, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, we ask that you just put a new thing in them right now. Holy Spirit, just go out, Lord, seeking the lost, seeking the sick right now. We ask that their bodies be healed, Lord God. Go into the hospitals, Lord God. Go into right now the nursing homes, Lord God. Go into the homes, Lord God. 
Let them feel a special healing right now in the name of Jesus. Those, Lord God, that are lost right now, light up their path so they'll know, Lord God, where to find you, Lord God. Let somebody come in their path, Lord God, that is speaking the name Jesus. And we ask you right now, Lord God, that those that are at home sitting and wondering who Jesus is, you just impart something into their hearts right now to show you you. Because you're awesome and you're amazing. Oh, Lord God, we come to you right now. We put everything at your feet, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to use us, Lord God, in a mighty way. Wake us up, Lord God, where we're asleep, Lord God. Give us sight where we're blind, Lord God. Open our ears, Lord God, so we can hear the calls of your people, Lord God. And we'll be careful to give you the glory. Give you the glory, Lord God. We give it all to you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And as we leave this place, let us leave this place, Lord God, on a mission. With an auction to function, Lord God. To present, Lord God, ourselves holy to you, Father. We give it all to you in the mighty name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. And thank God.